0: When I first started Muay Thai, I knew his name, but I didn't know who he was in terms of status. He fucked the shit out of me, right? <laughs> Absolutely fucking destroyed me. If I knew who he was and his status, I would 150% not even gone near him or even asked him. Let's start this thing, fool. hello i am sam
1: and i'm amelia
0: welcome back to ask the duo podcast a podcast where we aim to build a better mindset for better relationships
1: yeah and on relationships this one is about do we think titles affect how we build relationships with other people the hell is well that's actually the question do you feel like knowing someone's title or their social status before you meet them or like as you're meeting them do you think that affects how your relationship develops with someone
0: I think yes and no
1: what do you mean by yes and no I
0: think yes and the fact that if you if you know the person's title then you're going to treat them differently you're going to talk to them differently as opposed to no if you're not confident in yourself then you know what I mean like you're not You're not being genuine you're not genuinely trying to know that person
1: yeah i agree and i guess that's a wrap see you later (laughs) thank you very much No. no but i i actually agree to that too but i think for me personally knowing a title does somewhat affect how i would want to interact with someone or how i would want to talk to someone or get to know someone And I just want to line it out that this question or this whole topic is about when you get to know someone. So it's not after you know someone and you've talked to them for a bit. This is like knowing someone's title when you're first meeting someone and how that affects you and how that develops your relationship. Yeah, so I think it does because when I'm thinking about it, for me, I think especially in a career sense, I definitely do put filters or I hold back in things I want to say or I want to try and look or be proper and, you know, because I joke around a lot. Sometimes I feel like if I'm talking to a boss or a manager, I feel like I need to be more sensible and I wouldn't want to mock around too much in case they're like, oh, this person's not taking their job seriously. And that was definitely how I used to think when I used to work too. And part of that may be the upbringing and seeing in the Asian culture, there is a clear hierarchy in terms of your boss and then your employees. Whereas in Australia, I think, there's less of that, which is good because it's more like everyone's on a level playing field. You're here to do the work and you can joke around. But it took me a long time to get used to that and I still have a little bit of that. So when I go into working, especially like a new job, and you get introduced, like oh, this is your manager or this is the CEO, I would instantly already think, how should I present myself? Should I be more sensible? Am I allowed to say this? Should I be saying this? Should I be putting extra work in? So it's just like knowing someone's title, I wouldn't say it's a good or bad thing, but it brings all these extra thoughts in my head before I start to get to know someone.
0: Yeah. I can understand where you're coming from because even for me, in my experience in a work setting, for example, like when you know who the manager is or, or the boss, et cetera, et cetera, it's a new situation. It's a new scenario and environment. So yeah, you're going to think, can I talk? in the way that I can talk normally outside with my colleagues or even with your manager in just being yourself, you, you probably have to pull back, you know what I mean? So yeah, I can understand where you're coming from from that perspective.
1: Yeah, which I can see the progressions of how I do this over time. Like you said, it's a no to that answer, that question because it depends on how confident you are and like you genuinely wanting to get to know someone So, I do see that over time, over the years, that I don't really overthink that much anymore. Where it's like, oh, should I be sensible? Should I not say this? And I am truly trying to be myself more. But a good example I wanted to show recently where I didn't, where the title kind of allowed me not to put extra filters. So, I changed jobs this year and I went into a larger organization. So i've always worked in like quite small groups where it's like 15 30 people you can easily remember everyone's names everyone's titles went into a bigger company got introduced to everyone and i just literally can't remember everyone's names everyone's titles but that's all i knew but because i couldn't remember the titles i didn't have to think about oh should i how should i ask this question or how should i present myself i was just there truly just asking this person, you know, trying to get to know that person and be like, oh, what do you do? Or like just getting to know that person for their character and that helped me actually get closer or know someone a lot faster and I learnt that from just not remembering people's titles and that's why it, again, reinforces why I think titles does sometimes affect how we develop a relationship with someone.
0: Yeah. And I I guess the another story outside of work is is like our upbringing like the the asian upbringing it's like you you know you are being taught to show the respect to the elderly so like i find this like especially with uh friends parents or like your partner's parents you're, you you talking more like Yeah, meeting the parents. Yeah yeah you're meeting them you're talking more formally you're you're kind of like treading water because you're trying to gauge how to to, to communicate. Yeah. And what's the boundaries? Or you just
1: don't want to do something wrong yeah, or say the wrong yeah, thing.
0: Yeah. Eh? Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to come off on the bad, negative way, right? So you you kind of like tiptoeing through how you're communicating.
1: Yeah, which is true. Like if I think back on meeting your mom, I would already be thinking, oh, what should I wear? How should I say things? Should I buy a present? Or, Or like what if I talk too much and things like that? But if you meet this exact same person on the streets at the groceries or something and you went over and helped her out, like your mom out, and I didn't know it was your mom, you kind of act or do things a bit differently because you're kind of like, oh, you're just doing the things that you would do normally without thinking about what should I say, what should I do, and then just overthinking those kind of thoughts.
0: I personally find that when I meet people who are on the older side, like as in the older generation, I would normally treat them with respect. But then you, if you look at it from their perspective, they just talk to you like as if they talk to you normally. They don't care if you're young or old they seem to genuinely want to get to know you. Mm. And that's why I always find that I have a better relationship. And I can communicate well with the older people because they're just so humble and they're just so genuine. Like, obviously, there's the other side to it, but I feel like they don't really judge you by what you look like. They just talk to you just to talk to you.
1: Yeah. And how this thought or this question came about was actually off this Korean reality show that we were watching, and it's called Pink Lie. And I know we've been reviewing a lot of K dramas and Korean shows lately, but this isn't trying to review the show or talk about it, but it did definitely generate a thought in our heads.
0: Yeah. And on that, Pink Lies, I mean, the Koreans, man, the way they come up with their with their plots.
1: I actually think they're really creative. Yeah, to be very, honest. very
0: creative. And and that's how, like you said, that's how we came to this.
1: Yeah. So Pink Lie is a reality show that is a group of people coming together. So their concept is really a peop- a group of people, individuals, who are trying to find a long-term relationship or long-term love with someone, but they all have had their individual struggles in terms of finding their partner because of a certain thing that happened to their life or their social status or what they are fearing other people might judge them for. So each person goes into this show allowing to have one lie about themselves. And the lie that they picked for themselves is usually around their career or like something that they've done in their jobs or their social status, which I found really interesting. And they don't find this out until the end of the show.
0: Oh, yeah, towards the end.
1: So what this does is having that lie and then everyone just getting to know each other genuinely Rather than from a title or what they are, what their social status is, they genuinely get to know each person for themselves and their character, their personality, before you actually know who they truly are in terms of career or social status, which I found really interesting. And the thing that I found as a key takeaway at the end, when they revealed what they've done or what their lie is, a lot of people did say, like, all the other. What do you call it? Show all the other cast. They were like, Yeah, if I didn't, if I knew this at the start, I would have been a bit more prejudiced against what this is. But now that I know who they are, how they are as a person, it has opened my eyes and allowed me to be more open about this title. So, for example, one of the females in there, she was uh, in the adult film yeah, industry. Adult film. And. You know, generally, when you hear someone who has that as a job, you're like, oh, yeah, you already have a whole set of judgments or a whole set of thoughts about that industry or what that person might be like yeah, without even getting to know that person. So that's already being prejudiced. And there's a really rich girl. She's really young. She's like rich of all rich, doesn't even Mega need to rich. work, yeah. never worked in her life. And then there's a guy who's extremely poor, but... They chose those as their lies. They didn't tell their social status whether they're rich or they're poor. And they actually ended up being together, like the rich and the poor. And it just shows like, say for example, you knew that you're the guy and you're approaching that really rich girl and you knew that she was rich. Like for me, I would have been like, nah, she's way out of my league. I would not even approach her. Whereas because they've removed that title and social status, it gives you the opportunity to go up just to genuinely get to know yeah, that person. Of
0: course, yeah. Yeah, it's a good concept because you're really putting yourself out there to know people for who they are as opposed to, oh, he is rich and or he his social status is from this, so then I should go see this person. It's more just trying to get to know the person for who they are, really.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really big lesson for all of them, and even for us as the viewer, it did teach a really big lesson. And even though that show, their concept was just to show that if you have a lie, when you're building a relationship with someone and you have a lie, that usually affects your relationship, right? Because you're like, oh, you lied to me, you didn't, you weren't truthful. So they were testing this theory out, like, does that affect a relationship if you had a certain lie or a big lie that you never revealed. So they were testing that That as a different concept, but we just got this type of key takeaway from that is that title affecting how you develop a relationship with someone.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: From that, I wanted to ask, do you think you change the way that you talk to someone depending on who they are or their title or their social status?
0: Well, I guess dialing it back to – at the very start, I said yes and no. So I believe me now, no. I don't really care who they are. Like if even if they told me what their title is or who they were or what their label is, like I don't let that affect the way I think because they they are just a person, you know what I mean? Like they have their own everyday struggles, they deal with their own shit. They're just a person. And genuinely I want to get to know them. And if I can see that they are a genuine person, then I will Expel my energy to get to know them.
1: Yeah, I think you do that really well too. And I see that in you when you start talking to other people or just people you meet, which I think you do really well. And yeah, I feel like I do change the way that I talk to people, not in a way where I'm like judging them or classifying them, but it's just like I'm just overthinking how I should behave. I think it's more so when people are maybe in a higher status to me then I'm like, oh crap, maybe they might find me boring or like it's more like you said, it's a confidence thing or a self value thing. I think I just come from a place where it's hard to see me on a level. Like I feel like I need to be the same level as them to be able to talk to them. Yeah, which is a bad way of thinking. Yeah, it is. And I've already tried to unlearn this, which is like I can see the work in progress because now I'm a bit more like you where No matter who they are, what they do, if I'm curious or genuinely want to get to know them, I will talk to them.
0: Yeah. And even for me, I was definitely not confident. So I used to be very much kind of like you where if I had an understanding of what their social status is, their label, whatever it is, then yeah, I would feel self-conscious about it. I would either not want to approach them, I don't want to talk to them, or I I wasn't confident in the fact that they would want to talk to me genuinely. So I definitely feel that in my earlier days, that's how I felt. But as I, you know, progress in life, that's when it's changed.
1: Yeah. And biggest eye-opening moments to me is just, I think the biggest example is either talking to CEOs or the owners or founders of a business. Like those are the type of people that I usually scare myself away from. And I genuinely do want to get to know these people, pick their brains, talk about things. But the my thought in my head is like, oh, no. Nah. They won't find me interesting, or I'm too boring, or I've got nothing that interests them to keep them talking to me. So, those are the thoughts I or the people I definitely kind of shy away from. But now I've already been working on it because I see how other employees would interact with my boss at the time. And I'm like, damn, they're like so friendly. They're joking around. They're talking as if they're friends, which they are. They're generally just friendly and just giving each other shit. And I was like, I didn't realize that you can actually do that. Like the title definitely scared me a lot.
0: Mm, yeah, I can see and understand where you're coming from. And sometimes when you meet people of that status, sometimes it may not be a positive experience and that's what it is, right, unfortunately. But I think as long as you're putting yourself out there just being genuine, I think people will feel that you're being genuine and they will reflect the same thing to you.
1: Yeah, and I think... Another good example is just going to all these design conferences and things like that. You see people who are now world-renowned artists or designers. They're so not, it's not lucky they are where they are, but it's just like their work is amazing. Like you just kind of want or aspire to be there, but you never felt that connection where you can either go talk to them or whatever. But then they talk about their journey, their stories, and. They are exactly just like us. They are still human beings. They go through the same struggles, same challenges, walk the same path, but they're maybe like just 10 years ahead of you. So now they're where they are now. Yeah. So it's just realizing that. And same with CEOs, bosses, big managers of, you know, global organizations. They're the same thing. At one point in their life, they were also a junior.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, understanding, like you said, Knowing that they're just like anyone else, right? On obviously, obviously, there's going to be a flip side to it, right? Where it's like, yeah, they're going to be like us, but they might have a personality where it's very big, and they will treat you differently, yeah.
1: But that's like a whole different that's a story. Different story, but that's more a character thing. As right?
0: a car- yeah, a character thing, but yeah, the point is, is you know, you've got to treat people in a way where, hey, they are just like us, mm. normal people, or they've started somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I think. A really more realistic example is like you, because we do Muay Thai and you're aspiring, right? So you're aspiring a well-known title owner or something? How do you even classify?
0: WBC title holder. Yeah. 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 So when when I first started Muay Thai, I don't know when, I can't remember, but I do remember aspiring and I didn't know who, well, I knew his name, but I didn't know who he was in terms of status. He fucked the shit out of me, right? (laughs) Absolutely fucking destroyed me. And he wasn't trying, I could tell. And he was just playing along. And yeah, it just destroyed me. And then after I realized, oh, fuck, this guy is like-
1: World title. (laughs) World
0: title holder, number of times, absolute machine. And I was like, fuck, if I knew who he was, I would have not- sparred him because I would have not been confident, I would have been scared because he would have absolutely fucked me, which he did. But he No, he's nice. Playing. Like
1: he's really he's really Yeah, awesome. he's really
0: cool. And yeah, like if I knew who he was and his status, I would 150% not even gone near him or even asked him.
1: Where shows like how much a title can either scare you away from something or give you that missed opportunity because you didn't know anything about him you just knew his name you went in for it and that allowed you to just confidently go in and just try like whether or not you did well or whatever happened like you just went in to try I think that was a really good example whereas like once you have a title you're like oh my shit maybe maybe I shouldn't
0: yeah yeah you're not confident from that
1: yeah but digging deeper into that where do you think prejudice comes from?
0: Well, I feel like prejudice is just a bunch of categories that we put people in, yeah? Even if it's just – if we're being prejudiced towards someone, it's just us categorizing them based on what we think they are.
1: Mm, Yeah, like because of society, this is like kind of like stereotyping, I guess, like you see a certain group of people or type of person, then you automatically categorize or stereotype something because that's what you've learned over time that this is what's happened. But as we were researching this topic, there was these two scientists that actually looked over all the studies and papers from other psychological scientists that, and all the learnings that they've put together since 1950s and what they've come to a conclusion of or what they feel like prejudice is, is actually comes from basic human needs and a way of thinking. So I actually agree with this. And how he explains this, this guy called Ann Rowitz, he argues that prejudice is a way of thinking and is linked to people's need to categorize the world and it's often unconsciously. And he says, when we meet someone, we immediately see that a person is a male or female, young or old black or white, like without really being aware of these categorizations. So those are like your first primary categorizations of what you observe the world, right? And then social categories are useful to reduce complexity, but the problem is that we also assign some properties to these categories, so kind of like subcategories, like after you've seen like, oh, this is a male, and then you start to subcategorize, and this can lead to prejudice and stereotyping. So my understanding of what he's trying to explain is that the initial way of thinking and seeing the world of categorizing whatever you observe of the world, that's fine. Like That's like the general categorization and way of thinking, how should you do things from here onwards? But then prejudice can become a way of judgment or stereotyping when you start to add properties to these and you haven't proven these as an actual fact. It's just that your brain kind of picks up data along the world uh, along the way as you're learning about the world from when you're born to where you are now. So it's kind of like your brain picking up these little data points, yeah. and then because of what people tell you, what you see on the media, or what you watch from TVs and movies, you start to back up these datas and clarify these datas that you've picked up, but you've actually never proven them.
0: Yeah, they're non factual information that you've just stored in your brain
1: yeah so how i was thinking about it as animals in the wild right if you're generally a small animal just going out your day to day you see a really massive gigantic elephant or something with tusk you automatically pick up data and being like this animal is humongous he's got some tusk he might be dangerous and you've done that a few times. So that's data that you're trying to pick up now that this elephant is a scary animal. You need to run away. But there's never been a proven theory where this this elephant is actually dangerous. It's just that that's your thoughts because you've picked up these things and cues along the way.
0: Yeah. And as it's like saying, like, all lawyers are arrogant and. Yeah, cocky, but which they are because check all, out
1: Aaron Chan. Yeah, he, he's the funniest guy, nice guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just saying like, look, not not everyone that is in that industry is like that. Yeah, mm. it's just like end conclusion that they are.
1: Yeah, or like you see a big tall guy and you're like, oh shit, he's scary, he's jacked and stuff. He might hurt me or something like that, but. Generally, I think the most of the people that I know that are big, tall, and jack, they're like the friendliest people. Yeah,
0: people with tats and they look real scary and stuff. But they're actually really, really nice.
1: Yeah, so I agree with what this guy was saying is that prejudice is a way of thinking and there is actually no good or bad to it. It will become bad when you start making your judgments or unproven theories to these categories.
0: Which is exactly what we were saying, you know, examples.
1: Yeah, so Arn Rowitz was also saying that people who are prejudiced or have have a certain thought about a certain way, people who need to make a quick judgment will judge a new person based of what they already believe about a category. So I think that's just again the showing why pre- being prejudiced is a way of thinking because mm. you already believe that you know a group of yeah we'll we'll talk about Chinese people for example. <laughs> Chinese, so I'm allowed to (laughs) you see a group of Chinese tourists or something like that, you're gonna be like, Oh, they're loud, they're sometimes sometimes rude, they cut the line and stuff like that, which which is true, but it's like you already believe this about a category. So next time you see another group of Chinese people,
0: you automatically might
1: think think the same thing. Oh, they might cut the line again. They might be rude towards you. They don't give you personal space, which is kind of true. So, like, this is what he's trying to explain. It's like you've you're making these quick judgments, and it's just like your your brain just picking up data from what you've learned from before.
0: But it's also understanding that not all of them are yeah, like that, You know, yeah,
1: which is being more open, which leads to trying to ask: Are there ways to unlearn? adding properties to these categories or unlearn being so judgmental towards something?
0: I think it's hard to unlearn. I think it's more so shifting your your mindset to being more open about whatever that you're trying to categorize. So if, if you're trying to categorize like Chinese people, for an example, it's just having that open mindset about that. Yes, yeah, they may cut the line. They might be a little rude, but not all of them are the same. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Like I think well, a good example was that adult film female from Pink Lies. Yeah. Your initial th- initial thought of someone who's in that film might be like rowdy, loud, love going to parties or something like that. It's a whatever, big,
0: big slut kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whatever you may think of that industry, but then. There's more to that story. So she was saying the reason why she got into that industry was like the foot into the door because she really wanted to do acting. And once you actually try to understand and realize there's more to a story than just a title or where they ended up, then you start to unlearn and rethink. It's kind of like recalibrating your thoughts or your data on this certain category. So now you're like, you have new data. You're like, okay, knowing all this backstory is not actually what you thought it was.
0: Yeah. It's similar to another person that was in there who was rich. And most people who think rich people, they're just spoiled, they're snobby, you know, high expectations. But this person who was in, in Pink Lies was totally opposite. She was humble as hell. She was really cool, like really down to earth, real genuine. She was actually fucking pretty good.
1: Yeah. Like, I think the most surprising thing was how thoughtful she was about everyone else. Like, yeah. she wasn't just thinking about herself. She wasn't like, oh, I need to buy the next. Like, yeah, well, like, she does like to buy things, well, think, but she's yeah. not buying it for the sake of showing it to everyone or, like, I need this because this is the new and best bag or whatever. She still had, you know, she was still considerate of other people. She was fun. Like, just wanted to make sure that everyone's happy and had a good time. And if you were to think of someone as like a young girl who grew up under a rich family, you might think that...
0: Spoiled, you know what I mean? Spoiled, fucking snobby. Yeah, and she wasn't that. So
1: I think it's just good. Like once you kind of let go of those expectations about certain category, you start to open your mind and give people opportunities i guess to prove who they are as a person rather than who they are as a person being under a certain category yeah
0: and i think this is something that a lot of people need to realize that we need to slow down on jumping to the conclusion.
1: Too quick to judge, I guess. Yeah,
0: we need to have open mind like an open mind when it comes to just life in general. Because, you know, we hear so many stories from friends who are like trying to date and they it's very specific about the, what they want, right? It's fine that you it's okay. Y- yeah, you know what you want, but you've got to keep an open mind that you can work with it and And then
1: be open to try. Yeah, like.
0: be, be open to try rather than saying, Look, I only want uh, I only wanna do dates on who has stability or money and that is a you know another way to think of it it's like well sure stability is something most people want but have an open mind to seeing other things outside of that rather than just concluding and saying no write that person off because he maybe not doesn't have a good job or a job that pays good money but he's got everything else Mm. so yeah it's just having that open mind to work with it
1: yeah i think a different direction of that just back Going back to your example, if you are looking for someone, say you wanted someone that's working in the finance industry because you think that he's going to be really rich, he has good money, blah, blah. But then if you're talking to someone based off just that title and wanting to get to know someone or find a partner in that social status, the character makes a difference. Like what if he was like a massive dickhead? Like he doesn't treat you right. like you can't develop a relationship based off a title.
0: Yeah, 100%. And no, I think that's that's the problem that we have nowadays is we're just way too quick to jump to conclusion. We just really need to unlearn that shit and say, "Hey, let's let's actually take the time to listen. Let's take the time to actually get to know someone who may not be something that you thought of initially." It's really important that we do that.
1: Yeah. And I think it's not about judgment too. It's like, yeah, you may have these data and cues that you've picked up about someone and it's fine that you're thinking a certain way, but it's not, don't be so stern about how yeah, this category yeah. is. Don't be like, yeah, this person is this means that they are like this. Like you just can be like, yeah, in the past, I've known people in this category to be like this, but give that person an opportunity to be like, yeah, maybe he's different. Maybe she's different. 100%. Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to discuss that because, yeah, there's heaps for me, myself, to unlearn and to be more open. So for me, I think it's less of the judgment. For me, it's just be more open and give myself the opportunities to try to talk to someone and not overthink a situation because of their title. For me, that's what I want to unlearn.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and I think it's a good way to build – better connection with people having that right mindset open mindset will help you build that relationship and you you, who knows you might meet someone that you didn't even think of that has such a great personality or whatever it is you have a great connection with that person you know it's, it's like endless ways to to meet people
1: yeah and then the most recent networking event i went to i was just talking to these three girls ladies really nice and i never asked for what they do i was just like chatting to them, getting to know them. In the end, they're like, yeah, we work for Rio Tinto. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, "Dan that's a big company. And if I knew that first, I think my my overthinking thoughts would have came in. I'd be like, "Oh, I'll be more sensible. So yeah. I think it's just good to just get rid of those thoughts. Don't worry about the title. Just be open. Give yourself the opportunity to get out there.
0: Let us know in the comments. Do you feel that knowing someone's title or social status affects how you would develop a relationship with someone? Or do you think, like me, where it doesn't matter too much, it's all about you, your confidence, and you're just genuinely trying to get to know someone? Because for me, I definitely do feel that now. Who cares about who what their status is? Just talk to them. That's really what matters to me. Yeah,
1: and if you have any tips for people who are a bit scared of talking to people with a higher social status or higher title, let us know some good tips to overcome your overthinking. And yeah, that's it.
0: Peace out. Thank you. A-Town. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to this episode. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to.
1: Ding, ding. It would mean the world to us if you could give us a star rating and feedback so we can continue to improve on bringing better content to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you found this episode helpful in any way or you know someone who'd need this, please share it with them as we're all about helping each other out.
1: Don't forget, we love listening to your ideas too. So make sure you share any topics that you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram with the handle Ask the Joy podcast.
0: Slide it into our DMs, baby. Pika pika. You can stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes or the release of our new episodes there too.
1: All right, that's it for now. And we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye.